Hi, I'm Marlo, founder of Marlo's Bake Shop. And I'm Kellen, founder of Kellen's Kitchen. And together we are sweet and salty. Digging deep into the archives. Edison Whitehouse. Yeah, I had never heard of them, to be perfectly honest. But now I feel like my musical education is complete. Well, that's what we're here for. Yeah, among other, among other things. Um, speaking of education, Rosemary. Yes. We've been on a bit of an herb kick because we've just realized that herbs are so darn versatile. And I think a lot of people don't realize that they kind of skirt the sweet and salty border. If no. you can skirt a border, you know. Skirt a border. Skirt yeah. a border. No. Um, Mixing metaphors. That's a nice way of putting it. They really do. And rosemary is one of them. I think it te people tend to think of it in, in savory ways or like. Yeah. It's very like, fragrant. Yeah. Very floral. Yeah. Rosemary potatoes is probably the most popular recipe we've all been exposed to at some point in our deli going lives. Thanksgiving. <clears throat> rosemary. Totally. Turkeys, totally. Know. But I mean, I think of rosemary and I think of like an overgrown backyard, quite honestly. Slash half of Golden Gate Park. Yeah, because rosemary is one of those herbs slash plants that slash will just bushes. run rampant. Yeah, it'll take over if you let it. But thank goodness it smells lovely. Yes. Um, so it's an aromatic evergreen shrub. Very evergreen. And the, that the, makes sense. The leaves, Tiny. I don't even know if you'd call them leaves. They're, they're similar yeah. to hemlock needles. So they're almost, yeah, like an evergreen Needle, basically, like yeah. Okay. Okay, so it's native. I buy it. I buy it, it. It's native to the Mediterranean Asia, but as you said, it grows pretty wild here in San Francisco. Our climate is like Mediterranean esque, so I think moral of the story is it's a hardy plant and it can grow. I mean, anywhere really, but in climates <laughs> as well. True. Anyways, um, tell us, give us the facts. Well, those were some of my facts, um, okay. but I think this is probably the most interesting is the the, the mythology behind the name is that according to myth, the Virgin Mary rested her blue cloak over a white-blossomed bush um, where she was, you know, hanging out, and the flowers, the white blossoms, actually turned blue. And so that shrub became known as the Rose of Mary. And oh. Yeah, and it was considered a sacred shrub to the ancient Egyptians, uh, the Romans, and the Greeks. Interesting. Pretty fascinating, right? Yeah. So rosemary is a very floral and fragrant herb. It's uh, sometimes very strong, mm. um, but it is very savory. I think it lends itself very well to a lot of things, especially um, the whiter meats. I think it's it's common. You see it in turkeys and chickens and, and whatnot. Um, but I actually like to use it as an accent piece, kind of mm -hmm. like a, a crust, if you will. Oh, okay. So the whiter meats, but that doesn't mean it, it wouldn't pair well with like a heartier game year no, too, I mean, right? I think you see it with lamb more than anything. Yeah, that's true. I can um, see that. But I think uh, I think it goes really well with the, you know the pork and, and chicken chicken areas. Yeah. So what would you? How would you uh, incorporate it into a, a crust recipe? So I like to do mine. Um, I mix mine up with actually some Dijon mustard. Mm. So some salt, pepper, a good amount of rosemary that's chopped up. And, and the funny thing about herbs is that when you chop it, you get, you get even more fragrance. So if you can yeah. chop it up and throw it in right away, you're actually going to really perfume that mustard. Um, and I like to cut it with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce um, and sometimes a little bit of soy sauce for some salt too, if you're not going to add coarse salt. Uh, and then just get real handsy with it and rub it all over a pork loin. Whoa. Okay. So. Handsy. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's a really descriptive word. Um, so would you 
you're saying you would you salt and pepper the meat first and then put this on, or would you just incorporate your like salt and pepper into your crust? I do it both ways. Sometimes I usually I tend to do it more with in the crust because a lot of times my pork loin is brine. Okay. So it's gonna have a good salt content through it. Got and it. then this is just adding that really nice aromatic and savory yeah. element. That makes sense. So yeah, I think uh, I like using it as crust and I feel like the crust game on rosemary plays very well in the sweet side of things. It does, and I think this like speaks well to the hardiness of the herb because it it is not going to like wither or disintegrate or mm -hmm. just like kind durable. of it's very durable and you're, you're like literally gonna see kind of flecks of <clears throat> rosemary needles in your crust. And it on the pastry side, I really like incorporating it into a crust because oftentimes crusts are are you know, they can be the less the less sweet component of a pie or a tart, you know, your filling tends to have the majority of the sugar. And so adding like this additional sort of savory element to a crust can really balance out what would otherwise be, you know, sometimes an overly sweet um, dessert. And so the, the recipe that I love is this um, marbled lemon tart with a rosemary cornmeal crust. And I think rosemary and cornmeal just play really nicely together. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can just make a classic lemon curd. If you want to make it a little bit more stable, you can use gelatin and bloom your gelatin, and we'll, we'll post this recipe, but um, you can also just make a, a sort of standard stovetop curd and, and keep the gelatin out if you want it to be vegetarian. Um, and then your crust is going to be primarily cornmeal, um, but a little bit of flour, a little bit of sugar, butter, some orange zest as well. So again, mm. you're kind of get, adding an additional element of citrus there um, and some rosemary and then you actually garnish it with sugared rosemary oh. so you do a little like water um, confectioner sugar glaze and you dip some you know rosemary needles into that let them dry and harden and they make like a really pretty nice. garnish yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like crystallizing yeah exactly it's delicious so on that theme um, you know you talk about having your rosemary infused into that sugar. I think mm -hmm. rosemary, because it's a very durable herb, like it's a very, you know, durable. Yeah, and it's because it's so fragrant, it is kind of susceptible and, and kind of perfectly suited for drawing all that flavor exactly. out and yeah. putting it somewhere else. Like infusing. <laughs> like in your back pocket. Right. I yeah, mean, rosemary familiar. simple syrup, you're just soaking rosemary in water with sugar gonna get a lot of fragrance there would you do that over heat or would you just literally let rosemary needles soak in you can do either well you have to it. melt the sugar so well yeah so you make the simple syrup and then put the rosemary exactly. in okay. steeping if you will okay. another you know other ways too is i use it in a cocktail you just i have it sitting in um, a bottle of nice sauvignon blanc oh for a couple hours it's really gonna add maybe a lot not your of, nicest though no <laughs> not your uh, chateaus if you will okay okay that sounds delicious do you put that on ice Oh, yeah, cocktails over ice. Do you add anything, like, are you trying to, like, a little honey or just pure, like, just rosemary? Yeah, no, a little bit wine. of honey and a stone fruit if you want. Okay. But yeah, but rosemary, a little Some bit of honey. peaches. It's exactly. peach season. It Farmer's market, guys, go get them. They're amazing. Uh, but, no, rosemary is such a great tool for infusing. A little goes a long way, and it really carries a nice floral aromatic through. Yeah, you're going to know it's there. So if you don't like rosemary, don't do it. But if you like rosemary. Do it. Do it. <laughs> So you're bringing some infusion yeah, with I, rosemary. Yeah, I mean, speaking of steeping, which sort of rhymes but doesn't really. Um, so this orange rosemary cake, again, is this marriage of, of citrus and rosemary. Um, but instead of actually putting rosemary directly into the cake batter, 
you're going to um, infuse some milk with some finely chopped rosemary, again, releasing all the oils, like you mentioned earlier, when you chop it and allowing those to really permeate the milk. And then you're just making a standard cake, really, some some finely grated orange rind. Um, mm -hmm. Wash your orange before you grate it, is, mm -hmm. is my, my pro tip. Um, mm -hmm. Creamy, any other butter, sugar, you know, flour, baking powder, salt, um, and then this milk, this rosemary milk. And it's just like a really subtle... Um, kind of floral citrus combination. It's a great tea cake because it's not overly sweet. So like it's a great thing to have for breakfast or like afternoon with a cup of tea. I mean, I'll have cake any time of day. I don't need an excuse. But um, if you do, it's nice to have one that's not super sweet and not going to feel like you need to go get your, you know, dental work looked at. <laughs> well, then I think rosemary and orange actually play really well together. So they that's do. A, that's a really nice Yep. In, in the pot. In the pot, on the plate, they play beautifully together. You know, and for those that are not really into the infusing, infusing or infusing, don't infuse and tasting, <laughs> and and they just don't love rosemary. When you're barbecuing, just throw it on the coals. Oh, It'll at least make everything smell good. That's true, and you can add it to like a really kind of pretty. I don't even know how to describe, like a you know like not a super feminine bouquet of flowers, but like if you're even if you have like a little succulent. Hey, throw Tom, some in your bathroom. Know. It'll smell good. Yeah, it'll smell better than it did before. At least we can guarantee you that. Thanks for joining us today. You'll find these recipes on sweetandsaltypodcast.com. Don't forget to visit marlosbakeshop.com and kellenskitchen.com for other fun recipes, tidbits, and, uh, you know, blog posts. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all other social media. Yeah, leave us a review. There. And thanks for listening, guys. Stay sweet, Marlo. Stay infused, Kellen. <laughs> Uh-huh.